you're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast. Brought to you by Arma Energy. Presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brown Goggles, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, and Just One Helmets. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got none other than RR himself, Robbie Raynard, the 67 himself. How's it going, Robbie? It's going pretty good. Awesome. We're only days removed from uh, an eventful weekend or a week at uh, Hurricane Mills. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the classes that you ran, and uh, you were rather successful. Yeah, I, you know, my, my classes are just uh, over 25 and over 35. You know, I I struggled kind of this year. You know, I had some good competition. I had Tortelli and Rinner there, and, you know, I actually kind of slacked on my uh, – preparing and it showed when i got there <laughs> fair enough well uh as, as as we've talked before your focus is to is help the youth of today uh hone their skills and um and become better racers and and, the, and you've done a lot of that uh who who is it that you've been training and uh and how successful were they uh down in hurricane mills well i actually trained quite a few like um over the years and stuff like that, but at you know Loretta's, I had uh, you know Benny, um, Austin, uh, Chase Evans, Tyler Lowe, um, Chase Marquier, uh, Sean Kentrell. You know, I, I have it, it. List goes on. I, I help Style Roberts. You know, there's there's I have a lot of actually really good riders, and you know it's 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 a blessing to be able to work with those guys and stuff like that. You know, I get to still do what I enjoy and, and, and I get the excitement, you know, out of uh, seeing them succeed and, and do well. hundred percent. Now, uh, it's been about five years since, uh, you've opened the doors at the, uh, uh Robbie Raynard, uh, training facility. Uh, how have things gone so far and, uh, how have things changed over the years? It, it's gone pretty good. You know, it's, uh, it's been a learning experience for myself as, as well. You know, it's, uh, it's it's a lot of work. I do know that, and that's you know I, I I probably put a little more effort in just making sure the guys have the track they need from day to day, and so obviously that takes a lot of work on just equipment and stuff like that, and then just being out there with them all day and doing the the workouts and stuff like that as much as I can with them. For sure. Now, uh, like riding styles change and techniques change. Uh, what type of things have you had to uh, adapt into your own riding style as well as, well as uh, what you're teaching to uh, kind of um, uh, retrofit your own techniques or, or your own teachings to uh, help out today's youth? Well, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I honestly like, when I first started doing this, you know, I started, you know, working with kids and stuff. And, and like I said, it's been a learning experience for me. You know, I, I learned, you know, from rider to rider, it takes different things to, to make them, you know, do certain things. So sometimes you have to try to 
figure out that rider alone to to make them do what they need to do. Not everybody like it's it's like a puzzle, and that's what's neat about it. You know, trying to figure out each person, you know, their their personality, and you know how it all comes together because it's a big. It's not just them on the bike. It's off the bike. It's you know the mental part of it. There's so much that goes along with it. You know, it's not just on the bike stuff. Hundred uh, percent. How how much of it uh, do you uh, you do you get out there with the kids? Uh, not only being on the track, but uh, showing them some stuff uh, technique wise. And uh, uh, are there any of your athletes that you can uh, you can hang a wheel with still? Um, you know, honestly, for for a lap or two, I still can hang with most of them, but uh, it, it's just not uh, sometimes very for very long. But no, it's. Uh, and and honestly, it's it's sad, but sometimes very true. Like uh, I'll uh, be sitting there doing lap times with them, and 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 like watching them ride, and I'll get out there, and some of them will drop two seconds a lap just because I get on the track. They don't want to get beat by me, and it's like, why do I have to get on the track for you to drop two seconds? <laughs> so, um, but you know, it, it's good, and 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 honestly, sometimes when the track is not everything you like say that you're supposed to do is not exactly consistent every single time for everybody. Like sometimes, some instances, you know, I get on the track and I may say, you know, you should do this. And I'm like, I go ride and I'm like, ah, that didn't work. So, you know, this is actually what works better for this situation. So that's, I think one of the big things about for me still riding, um, helps a lot. For sure, absolutely, and uh, of course, with uh, the the progression of four strokes and uh, the the different techniques, uh, you're able to put that into effect in your own riding. And I got to imagine uh, with somebody who's spending so much time trying to explain things and uh, and use that proper technique, you probably uh, catch yourself um, do like maybe doing the wrong thing or uh, uh, keeping on top of yourself a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Like honestly, probably the hardest thing for me to do is my balls and my feet. Like I like, and, and that's probably the hardest thing for people to get comfortable with. And literally, like for me, that's one thing I have to think about. Um, honestly, quite a bit when I actually do ride. Like I have to think about the balls and my feet. And when I'm riding more, I don't have to think about it as much. But that is definitely something I think about when I'm on the bike more than probably anything else. See, that's one that's always kind of vexed me is that I can't imagine myself being able to stay on the balls of my feet and still manipulate the the back brake and the, and the shifter at the same time. To me, it does like I wouldn't be able to reach the those pedals. How do you? Uh, how are you able to c- complete that? Like to me, it's just I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, well, obviously, like finding those shift points, obviously you have to be able to float your foot around and stuff like that. So it's all about being kind of able to float around on the foot pegs. You can't, you don't want to just be locked in one position. You want to be able to move around and, and not be super stiff on the bike. So that's a big part of that. But, you know, being on the balls of your feet, like you can just use your legs so much more. Like you can use your, your feet as, you know, more, even more that much more suspension because your, your ankles give and, you know, if you're on your arch, it's just like a rigid bike, pretty much. So, it 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 it's all about kind of floating around on the bike, being able to be loose on it and stuff. 
Fair enough. That'd uh, be a lot like trying to uh, to jump flat-footed without extending your feet whatsoever. You're not going to be able to get uh, a, a tenth of the height. Exactly. Fair enough. Um, what do you find to be uh, one of the, the most difficult things to uh, get across to athletes? Is it intensity? Is it, uh, is it a certain skill set? Uh, what's the most difficult thing to, to, to communicate with? Honestly, I think it's probably mental stuff. Like it's, it's, um, you know, I, I'm going to probably say it's probably the mental part of it, the physical part of it, like, and I'm talking like the sleeping, um, and, and that's like for kids, like it's, they don't realize how important the sleep is and all that stuff until they actually physically see it and like it affects them and they can actually see it themselves. You can tell them until you're blue in the face and they just, you know, they don't understand it. And so I'm going to probably say it's that stuff over the bike stuff even. That, that, I, I totally agree with that. In fact, uh, I've heard I've heard crazy numbers from different trainers and stuff like that in terms of how much percentage you can uh, increase somebody's personal fitness just by like increasing uh, basically good diet and good sleep or even either one yeah. of the two like if you were just to pick one or the other you'd pick just just sleep just getting the right amount of sleep you'd make leaps and bounds difference allowing yourself to uh just wake up and, and feel alert and ready to start your day because uh all too often we're, we're waking up and uh and not ready to put in motos exactly and that's you know it, it, and obviously the sport you have to be alert and and be on top of your game so you stay you know healthy and that way you can keep progressing over this period of time so uh, obviously, like you've had uh, a, a number of athletes that have worked, you've worked with, uh, some of which have already made it to the uh, to the pro ranks, and some of which uh, we're about to see make their pro debuts. Uh, who are who are those athletes uh, who are looking to uh, to make a debut? Maybe not uh, as uh, as splashy as yours was, but uh, but uh, a debut nonetheless. You know, um, well, Benny Gloss is supposed to you know is supposed to actually race this coming weekend, but he actually. Fell on Monday or Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday, mm-hmm. and kind of rung his bell pretty good. So he's uh, going to uh, take this week and next week off, and then come back to the last round. And then I have uh, Chase Marquier that's actually going to go to Utah on a 250. So those two are actually going to uh, make their debut in this year. So. Excellent. So, any chance that you'll be in attendance for either of those uh, those fine rounds? Um, I'm not too sure. I think I'll probably be at the last one. I may be at Utah also with Chase, but I haven't quite like just to confirm on it yet. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, um, it, it's good to hear that uh, that Benny has decided to. Um, Take the time to get healthy and and come back when you're ready. Something that uh, uh, <clears throat> something that you, you may have struggled with in, in your professional career, always coming back too early, not letting things heal. Uh, how how important is that for you to, uh, to to get across to your athletes to make sure that uh, if it's not right, not come back yet anyway. No, no, that's um, something I really stress honestly because that's I know my my career was shortened because of my injuries and, and a lot of those injuries were just lack of not being ready when I came back and not being a hundred percent. So I really stress that and I, I really go off of like 
you need to come back, give yourself time to get back on the bike. Because I know when you're young, you don't realize that you're rusty and you make little silly mistakes. So, you know, making sure you have the time and to, to come back as slowly process. And, and so you come back and you're healthy and you stay healthy. And that's definitely a, a hard thing to do, you know, because when you're young, you just want to go fast and you don't want to be beaten by, you know, anybody. That's, that's why we do this. And, we're competitive there's there's that's just in our blood <laughs> absolutely as, as racers uh competitiveness can get the better of us and uh uh you yourself definitely one of the most uh fluid most nat i honestly on on the bike one of the most naturally talented looking riders out there i know you said you've you've said in interviews in the past that you worked hard at it and i don't doubt that whatsoever but as far as making it look easy i'm not too sure if there's any other uh one that makes it look easier than the double r i appreciate that you know i i i watch and and like i've seen some videos and everybody tells me and i you know it, it I don't feel like it's easy when I'm riding. I can tell you that much. You know, it's, uh, still, it still still feels a lot of work. And like, that's like honestly, this last week at Loretta is like it showed I hadn't been riding much just because I've been spending so much time with everything else. But man, I was so sore. <laughs> like I did a lot of the off the bike stuff with the kids, but man, it was uh, it's whole and a whole other story whenever you're riding for a week and your body just doesn't want to uh, keep going. <laughs> Hey, this is Jared Steinke, and we're going to commercial. We'll be right back. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well. You better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. Ex-racing man. But more than box, what Big Jeff likes is a fat bowl. Amigos with Bran. Fat bowl. Amigos with Bran. Oats for power. Bran's for speed. Who that tastes, what a delicious treat. Cereal bees, Emigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. 
find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. Lighter than hair and stronger than steel. So what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B, YAUSA.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to dubyausa.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Bill's Pipes, the home of legendary performance. Since 1974, Bill's Pipes has been providing motocross and off-road riders the performance they need. Two-stroke or four-stroke, Bill's Pipes has the exhaust system for you. In recent years, we've seen a resurgence of the Bill's Pipes brand, and that's great news. And that's great news for motocross racers everywhere. For four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to dominate the fight on any brand. For you two-stroke guys, the MX2 Bill's Pipes exhaust system is the right one for the job and comes in works, nickel, and the all-new cone look finish that'll turn heads all day long. 
Head to BillsPipes.com right now and get the same pipe used by Billy Lidinovich, Vicky Golden, the JMR Suzuki team, Jesse Pierce, Nico Izzy, and David Cole. Bill's Pipes is craftsmanship at its finest. So go with Bill's Pipes and never settle. Uh, the two the two of us don't have a much uh, much in common on the bike, uh, other than uh, but off the bike, uh, at least our uh, your, your yours and my shoulders are very similar in the fact that we're both born with uh, shallow capsules and uh, have uh, I on myself have uh, experienced about seventeen dislocations both sides had both repaired and uh, both successfully I might add uh, I'd love to get the uh, the staff's report on your shoulders. Um, I'm going to knock on some wood as I'm talking about okay. it, but, uh, good. you know, it's, it's, uh, mine, mine, I don't even know how many times mine came out. Mine, uh, like would, my left one got to the point where it'd pop out. Just, I, there was one time I was sitting in the dentist office and it popped out on me and I getting out of the bathtub, it'd pop out on me. So it got so loose and, you know, I had like my, my left one done or my right one done when I was 16 and honestly didn't have any other problems with it. They did the Bristol procedure on it and all that stuff. And, uh, I only had it come out one other time when I was at the, um, uh, Vegas Supercross, uh, monster, whatever it was back then. U.S. Open. U.S. Open. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the, the last one I had it come out and I had it repaired honestly four different times over from when I was 17 years old to, I want to say I was 25. And, uh, like, finally I went to a guy in da- uh, Dallas and, you know, all the other ones. I went to California for the first one, Bell, Colorado for the second one, a guy here in Oklahoma for the third one, and then I finally hit, found the guy in Dallas. And, honestly, if anybody had shoulder problems, I'd send them to that guy. He was amazing. Like, and that's who J- Jimmy Albertson ended up going to on his shoulders. and he's pretty happy he did, you know, because he gets you back going quicker than anybody. And it's, it's solid. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and that's, uh, that's been the big thing. Like I actually, uh, since Oh two Oh three, somewhere, I think it was Oh three is when I had it done. Um, and knock on wood again, mm-hmm. the, the last one hasn't came back out. So, um, it's 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 a good feeling that's uh, actually solid for sure when you when you know you can come off the motorcycle and uh, and put put an arm out and 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 the thing's not going to give on you uh it's it's just a reassuring thing whereas for me like before my shoulders were fixed i'd almost like be afraid to crash because of the aftermath because you know, like if you don't basically tuck and roll and pull your arms in, uh, there's a high chance that, uh, you put the arm out and, uh, it pops out. In fact, uh, um, between skipping rocks and, uh, and, and just a, a slip of a foot putting my hand down, it would just pop out immediately. Not uh, a comfortable feeling whatsoever. No, I, I do not wish any shoulder problems on anybody because that's just a, uh, terrible thing for a sport or anything really. So, 
that uh, that same procedure that was done for you, that, like you'd mentioned it earlier, it's uh, it's a procedure that they they basically add a bone graft to uh, to deepen the pocket of the AC joint. Uh, is that something similar that you had prescribed or you suggested that uh, Adam C and Cirillo get done? Yes, yeah, that's exactly kind of um, what he's. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's what he ended up doing, but it's uh, they called it something else, but I'm not not 100 percent sure what. Um, the name that he said it was. And I, I heard he had uh, the other one come out, and that's, I, I feel so sorry for that guy. And well, he works hard, and that, that, that's so hard on, on these kids. Like, they work, 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 and have something to set some back, and then work, work, work. It's just a, it's, it's very hard. <laughs> for sure, and not just physically. It's, it's You'd mentioned the mental side of it, too. Like, I got to yeah. imagine... 2013, Adam Ciancerillo steps off of a super mini, much uh, as you did coming off of the 125s in the amateur division, uh, 50 feet tall and bulletproof. Absolutely the big man on campus, the BMOC, uh, cannot put a wheel wrong. You could probably count on one hand how many motos you've lost straight up in the last five or six years. And then, uh, you're, you're constantly riddled with injuries that, um, it's not as much physical. It's that mental that you'd no longer have that, um, that poise of a gunfighter, that confidence that can't be shattered. Uh, tell us a little, like, like if, if what you think that uh, Adam might, uh, kind of be dealing with at this point. Uh, you know, honestly, I, my, my first couple years, like, I, I guess, uh, for me, at my 16 through 18, I had a ton of stuff go go wrong. And honestly, when I kind of got to the 18, I honestly kind of gave up a little bit. I kind of didn't ride and train super hard. You know, I was I, I was just kind of like on a on a down because I was just beat down from you know working my butt off and then coming back and getting injured, working my butt off, and it just seemed like there was no like into it you know i just i just it just emotionally you know just tore me apart yeah and you know up to that point like every time i got on the bike i didn't think anything about it like i would just go out and ride the same but at that point i kind of literally kind of gave up a little bit like and that's you know i i, I look back and the i want to say it was 97 supercross series um, I, I felt like I should have won that series that year, but I was so out of shape and and not prepared because I just like that was the year like the prior year I kind of was just like you know just on shutdown and you know I would talk anybody through that you know if it's anybody had that nowadays but at that point I kind of was shut down and it was just a wake up call because I went to the first round and was out front and should have won it. And I let Brian Deegan win it because I couldn't ride, but five laps. <laughs> so, um, at that point I kind of, that's where honestly, that was kind of like a slap in the face. And I just went from that point and I started enjoying training and I started working my butt off from that point on. And probably 98 was one of my best years that I ever had. So, it all shows, you know, what how it goes. 
the kind of motivation that getting beaten by Brian Deegan will give you. It's it's uh, it's a shot in the arm. You know, it's not <laughs> not just a mo- not not just Brian Deegan beating yeah. It's just you know the 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 you know because Brian Deegan was a good rider and everything. You know, obviously you're not going to win a Supercross unless you're a good rider. But it's it's you know just the the point of you know I was better than that and I let you know. The, the injuries get to me and, you know, it, it cost me, you know, yeah. and, you know, I pretty much at that point said it wasn't going to happen again. And, and that's just, it was just a motivating and it was just turn around for me. And from that point. So as but far I as, love, sorry to interrupt you there. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, so as far as your athletes, uh, when you have an athlete who's uh, has dealt with some injuries or is dealing with an injury and feels like they're down, feel like they can't win, and feels like that, why bother putting in the work to get back because I'm just going to get beaten up again when I come back? How do you approach that? And of course, like you'd mentioned everybody's different. Um, like how, how many different kinds of approaches have you had to use to uh, either light a fire or uh, be somebody's uh, uh, confidant? Uh, you know, like you said, everybody's different, and, 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 and it's you not know, personal. And and talking, and like try and bring them up, and not like pin them down. You always like. I went to a bunch of psychologists back in the day, and you know everything. You even like if they are healthy, you got to come at them with a positive before you like criticize them about something, so they actually. Well, we set that a little bit more and stuff like that. And I use all that stuff, you know, these days, you know, with all the kids. And it seems like it works really good. And even even talking to the fathers and, and parents to try to get them to use it with their, their kids, you know, so it just trickles down and, it, and we can keep building. But with the injuries and stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing. Like, it's because like I said, it's emotional because they work so hard and they get hurt. It's, 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 it's so hard. Like I always kind of look at it and I tell all the kids, everything happens for a reason. You know, we don't always know why it happens, but it happens, you know, and, and you have to look at it that way and move forward. And you can't, you can't put it any other way, really. You know, you just have to keep moving forward and, and, if this is what you want to do, this is what you want. What you're going to do, you know, and yeah. that's the, the only way you can really kind of put it. And obviously, you have to come at it sometimes different. Some, but that's that's the easiest way to come by. Um, so. as as far as uh, some of the reaction you get out of certain athletes, uh, have you ever been surprised by uh, how certain athletes like hope to get? Uh, um, like what they respond to, like there's certain guys that, uh, if like, uh, say a, a Ryan Hughes, for example, uh, you need, you need to get in his grill to, uh, to get a rise out of him, get him to, to, uh, to really drop those lap times. Whereas there's other guys, uh, maybe, um, uh, a Nathan Ramsey who, uh, who needs to, uh, a little bit more coddling, a little bit more, uh, 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 a softer touch. Like, um, have, have you ever surpri- been surprised by a kid that uh, kind of likes uh, getting a fire lit under him? You know, I, honestly, uh, none of the kids I've ever been around, like a being aggressive and negative and like getting in their grill 
has never been the way to get them to ride faster because like they they may go out and ride faster for a lot or something, but like more than likely they're going to be too pissed off to actually perform at you know how they should ride. So it, it's kind of a like my 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 thing is like if you're having a good time and having fun, you're gonna ride the best you're gonna ride, and that's that's my theory. Like if you're having fun out there, you're gonna have a great time and you're gonna ride at what you're capable of doing. So, um, my, my, like, I definitely like am more of a talking person instead of a screaming person. There's definitely been times when I, you know, have got on to some kids, but it's usually for something of lack of, you know, effort or just maybe a laziness. Cause those are probably my two things that are, um, that keep me fired up is laziness and safety wise. You know, um, obviously, don't want to see the, that's the word I thing I have. You know, hate seeing is easy hurt. It honestly kills me. Like I just hate it. And so the safety part of it, and then laziness. Those are the two things that drive me nuts. <laughs> no kidding. Especially like a, a, a guy who uh, um, is, is try, trying to do your best for these kids and uh, grew up in a time when uh, not as many things were, were handed to you. There's a lot of athletes that we, we see now that uh, they get handed a lot. They get a lot of support. And uh, to see someone that's not taking advantage of all things that they're disposable, not making the best of a situation, uh, is for, for an instructor, very frustrating. Yeah. You were cutting out for some reason on that. Oh, sorry. Uh, basically, uh, any athlete that's not making uh, the best of any situation is frustrating to any uh, instructor hoping to uh, help them um, basically optimize all things given to them. Yeah, no, exactly. Like it's, it, it, That's probably the hardest thing for any trainer is having a, a kid that, you know, doesn't want to put out the effort, you know, that – like I know I put up a hundred percent, you know, to, to try to help these kids and, and to, you know, better them. So I just would like, you know, that, you know, back, you know, from them is, you know, if they put a hundred percent into it, that's, that's all I can have. So. Absolutely. Like, and, uh, as many, uh, instructors that I've worked with in the past is like uh, most of them will never ask their athletes to do something that uh, as an athlete they wouldn't have done themselves correct exactly um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was uh, and something that uh, you had meant to made mention about on uh, Instagram yesterday was the fact that uh, uh, you don't currently have a 125 but uh, would like to put one back uh, back together put some time on one something that you did uh, even to play around with while you were racing the 250 class as a professional um, how, how important is it for, for these athletes uh, especially as they're coming off of super minis to uh, put, some, put some time on a full-size bike but uh, still two strokes still carbureted and most likely still uh, steel framed you know honestly I I am almost a little bit like that's kind of probably why Austin and and some of those guys went straight to 250s because I am more like get away from the two stroke and four stroke because that's your future. So okay. just move forward. But myself, like, dude, I, I still, like I had a two stroke race, you know, last year 
and like Travis and a couple of guys came out and I had the most fun riding a 125 that I've had riding in probably years. So that's the reason I, like I'm going to have that race at my track again this year. And like, we're trying to round up a few more guys to come out and have some fun with it. So hopefully I can get a couple of the old guys out here and we can have a good time on some 125s. If they want to ride a 252 stroke, they can do that. But I'm going to be on a 125 even though I'm fat. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a, I'm a uh, not so schvelt 205 pounds and I ride a KX 125 and it's mainly stock so uh, I feel your pain my friend I, I feel sorry for you if you're on a Cali 125 stock <laughs> I, I was at least on a one, uh, Yamaha that's like good in it like obviously I have connections with my dad and like, you? knowing how to modify <laughs> stuff so I can get something that runs pretty good like my uh this last year, was, I, I borrowed a buddy's bike, and and like my dad went through it and all that stuff, and it's still like uh, it, it was a blast. Like I said, it was so much fun, and like I was just happy I beat Travis every moto. So there you that, go. Was, that was my my, my goal. Oh man, <laughs> uh, on that Cowie, uh, I'm making a lot of noise, but I'm going a lot of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. Like I yeah. I, and you know it's it's a, a little bit of a benefit you know doing the track work and stuff. I made a lot of uh, nice outside bull, bull burns, so you didn't have to shut off too much on one twenty five. <laughs> there you go. It's all about momentum. I find uh, oh, yeah. line choice on a one twenty five is almost more important than uh, than anything else. Yeah. Well, sweet man. Um, well, I, I really appreciate you coming on and just uh, talking some moto. And uh, if there's any way that I could uh, could sneak down to uh, to Oklahoma from that two stroke race, uh, maybe have to get some engine porting on my way down. But uh, either way, uh, Robbie, it's always been a pleasure. Uh, this has been a uh, a huge pleasure for me to talk to you. And uh, if it's all right with you, I'd like to invite you to come on the show again sometime. Yeah, no, anytime. And uh, if you uh, do make it down, you can always uh, come down a little bit early and maybe my old man can do some grinding on that thing because he uh, he's definitely done a few cowies in, back in the day, so I'm sure he knows some settings. I, I would <laughs> I would be uh, it would be a bold statement to think that your dad might know what to do with the jug on a KX125. Yeah, like he's he's pretty 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 good on two-stroke. I'll, I'll give him that. Like my four-strokes are a lot more uh bolt in things but uh the two strokes he can uh like port those things and make them run pretty pretty good well right on uh robbie you have yourself a great evening uh thanks again for giving me some time and uh we'll chat again all right thank you thank you for listening to the big mx podcast brought to you by x brand goggles be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed check out our website at bigmxradio.com for more content.